In this episode, we discuss a number of really cool training concepts, such as progressive exposure, staying out power, weakest hand, and risk first. I want to make sure to give proper credit to where it's due. These concepts were created by Mark Minervini. I neglected to mention this during the original recording. You can learn more about these important trading concepts from Mark's books, his master trading program seminar, and his Minervini private access. Okay, hello everybody and welcome to Investing with IBD sponsored by Vantage Point. Today is December 2nd, 2020. I'm your host, Arusha Pierce, and today we have Leif Sarade on the show. Leif is the founder of Champion Team Trading and was the U.S. investing champion of 2019. Thanks for being here, Leif. That's right. Thanks so much for having me. It's a big honor. Uh, it's a lot of fun coming on here. Talked to you a little while ago about this and it's kind of funny how I, on this show, I didn't ask for the interview. What I actually did was I emailed support. I said, maybe we'll put some more charts together on Marcus Smith. I had some ideas and uh, Arusha wrote me back and says, how about an interview? So <laughs> you guys want to interview on IBD? Email support. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. I'm just kidding. No, no, seriously. It's a big honor to be here. I'm a big fan. And a lot of my members, uh, you jumped in the platform, which we appreciate. Um, there must have been a hundred guys, uh, uh, you know, guys and girls that wrote you in and said, you know, big, they're big supporters of yours and they're super excited that you just dropped in. So thanks for doing that. We appreciate that. No, no, it, it was great. Yeah, I, I, I was, uh, it, it, it was, it was great. So on today's podcast, we are going to talk about uh, current markets. We're going to talk about the importance of being a risk first trader, and then we will end the episode with a few current ideas. Let's get into the current markets. The market is in a confirmed uptrend. Uh, we don't have any distribution days on the NASDAQ, but three on the S&P 500. Leif, what are your thoughts on this market? Yeah, so the IBD 50, I look at those leaders, look how they're acting. Yep. And I, I, I kind of make a note of how many are over the 50-day moving average. My members will see me do this. I think yesterday it was 44 of the 50. We're over okay. the 50-day moving average. So we're definitely trending, but we're having some chop. So all I care about is getting the money through the pivots and getting the money to stick in the trend. Mm -hmm. And if we have a chop fest, like, you know, we're, we're having this week, we take a look, you know, dial, dial things back. And uh, I'm all about progressive exposure. Like we're, we're not 100% invested uh, right here because it is a little difficult, despite what you see, how, you know, that looks like, I mean, the NASDAQ is, you know, this is like a cup and handle, you know, type of right. breakout almost right. right there. Yep. So if that was a stock, you're, you're, you're doing well. So yep. but the, 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 the leaders are kind of extended. So they're a little bit wedged up. And when things get wedged up, they, they have a lot of flushes. So we like to buy tight action coming out of bases and um, very O'Neill style. I just, I look for the, the 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 fastest movers and kind of known for that. So, okay, so so yeah, I agree with you. The, the market is a little bit choppy right now, so you definitely want to make sure you are managing your risk and and, and being a little bit more careful because things have been working so well that we could have you know, one of those out of the blue kind of uh, sell offs here. Uh, Leif, so let's go into your background. How did you get into investing? What really inspired you to, to really start going through the learning curve and, and the path to, to become a, well, a, a champion trader? Yeah, I'm, I'm more of an entrepreneur. I've always been a business person. So I thought I could kind of pick stocks yeah. early. So 
in the nineties, I, I was picking stocks and acting on tips and, you know, doing a lot of stuff that didn't make sense. So I, before I had a, a lot of systems taught, you know, to my, to me, and I paid a lot of great traders to teach me their systems and stuff. And, uh, eventually, you know, trading in high school, I think in 97, I got caught in Manhattan bagel for some reason. I got a bankruptcy. So okay. it was a couple thousand dollars, which is all the, the little money I had at the time. And that was, that was gone. So, but that, that was a really valuable lesson for absolutely. you to, to learn at that point. And, and it was a lesson that you didn't really have to, even though 2000 was a lot of money back then, and, and it is right. still a lot of money. Uh, it, it is still a little, uh, it's not that much tuition that you're paying to the to market over your lifetime. No, you learn that right away. Then, you know, you, you have to learn at some point. It's better then than now when I finally exactly. you know, got, got some money together. So, um, but yeah, it's just, I've always loved the, the technical trading and, and, and the gamesmanship mm. and being an entrepreneur, you, you, you try to determine, uh, you know, what people actually want and kind of read, you can read things. If you can read things, you can be, a great entrepreneur. And I, and, I, and I think business people make great stock traders. Um, and, and I've done it for, you know, over 20 years now. You bring up a really good point because I, I think where most people really take it to the next level is they treat it as a right. business, right? They get a lot more serious. But let's go back to something that you just mentioned about a business people can make good traders or, or good investors. Right. Talk a little bit more about that. Is it just because they're a little bit more on the cutting edge? As an entrepreneur, I kind of have done everything in, in a business. It started from uh, make the websites myself. I, I, I know programming. I know this. Yeah. And that's yeah. out of necessity because, yep. you know, I, I mean, now I, I, I have some great developers behind me and stuff that I've done other stuff with. So I, I try to just focus on the bigger picture. But to come up, I had to, to make my own money. I had to learn everything. And that's kind of like I applied that to trading. And everybody else should, too. You, you really have to learn everything to see to see what's going on and uh, be be able to do it yourself, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's what I'm. I teach you know what I do, and I, and I give that away right away. I mean, if you come on the Champion Team Trading dot com and, and see that, you can see everything I do and, and read it all very very easy, and you can be me in a second because my whole goal is to have that team around me. And, and today I went on the platform. I was going to say something about a trade, and it was already there. So oh, nice. my job's easy now, right? So yeah. I mean, it, it, there's no babysitting. This is everyone there is a very professional, and uh, there's a lot of great traders on there. It's all all business, and, and we we're turning over our edge. That's what yep. we're doing. So when it's working, we're pressing it, and it's like, you know, seasonality in a business or something, right? If you're you're, you're selling stuff on the holidays and not yeah. in the summer, it's like the sit out power is very important for what I do. Like if I'm buying breakouts and I wasn't in, in February, I, I went to cash, I think on the 23rd or something like that. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, I went to Legoland with, with the kids, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so we just, you know, that was a nice relaxing time for me actually. And uh, you know, that's the time to, that's your vacation is the surprise vacation for breakout traders, right? You, yep. just, you don't set it, it sets you, right? You, it tells you when to go on vacation. And that's, and that's, that's my system. It, it turns itself off. It's the safest system because if you roll out and there's no more breakouts to buy, then you don't have to go down with 50% loss or more than that. I mean, I could probably roll out, you know, low single digits and get the cash, you know, coming off equity curve highs, if that happens. So, 
Yeah, no, you're you're listening to the market. You're That's you're right. letting the market really kind of just push you out at the at those right times. Now, what w- one thing uh, about I, I think also that goes to your strength of of being an entrepreneur. Uh, you're going to make a lot of mistakes. Talk about just kind of the importance of making mistakes and yeah. learning about mistakes, either in the stock market or just as an entrepreneur. Well, people have bad habits, right? I mean, it's like everybody wants to do what the best trader does, but it's like, you know, well, same as like, you know, someone that's lifting weights, why can't you have big muscles? Because it's just a lot of work. You have to be at it all the time yeah. and it has to consume you. I mean, people will know that on the platform, I'm talking in the middle of the night during the day. Whenever I get to it, I'm doing it. This, this is my, my pure passion and I, w- I would do it for free. You know, and uh, sometimes we do when we lose the day, you know, but right, right. <laughs> we're doing good, doing yeah. good. Um, and so, so learning from that mistakes. Uh, so, so that, that, that was one kind of thing. That was a nice crossover for trading. Now, uh, another thing, and, and so going back to, to the champion team trading that, that you started, you're, you're not only trying to teach people, but you're trying to collect a lot of people and, and try to have everyone teach each other about the stories about some companies and things like that. That's right. right. Yeah. So, so a lot of, there's a lot of stuff. So it's not a noisy chat room. We have this platform where there's, uh, there's topic areas. So you can have a stock in, in just one area. And then if I put it up there, I want all the suggestions of all the ideas and all the reasons it might be good or bad. I mean, if I have a bad idea, tell me, tell me why it's a bad idea. I want the social signals. I want to look at Google trends. I want to see, um, is there something we're missing? Uh, you know, for the holidays, are the other sales, you know, is Google showing a little, you know, we got, we got to have some conviction. Yeah. So we're building the case besides just the technicals. Um, if, if I'm going to whack something with a bunch of size, I, I want it to be, I want there to be a story. Uh, but I will just play the technicals too. I mean, if I do a biotech or something like that, cause mm-hmm. I'm not a biotech expert, but I'll, I'll, I'll play the momentum and stuff, but it, you know, it, th- this helps build a full picture and everyone can see how it's done. It's new to it to see how we build the case, like building a business, right? You have to say, you know, is this, is there going to be a market for this or whatever? Yeah. We're, we're reading all the signals and, and the signs and the chart and we, we go so far with it. I don't know if we have enough time to talk about all, but we want the funds coming behind us. I don't want to be caught with just a bunch of breakout, you know, cowboys like myself, and then there's nothing going on. Right. Yeah. Then, then I'm going to be, you know, oh, with a, with a stop. So yeah. we're looking for uh, some, some stuff I do. I look for a flush. I like to clear the deck. I like to get I mean, I am like the weakest hand in, in the game. I'm, a, you know, the swing traders. We're, we're pushed yeah. out right away. I'm not saying oh, I'm some bully or something, you know, for the market. I'll come in there. And if the funds want to ride me up, that's I'm going to catch a ride on that. And uh, yeah. it's just a big game. So it's a lot of fun. And it's, a, you know, it is a business, though. No, and, and that, that, that's perfect. Yeah. In the end, yeah, we, we, you got to go with the elephants. You got to go with the larger trends. Or you're yeah, going to find out the hard way. Up the hill, right? I mean, they, exactly. they got to get behind yes. you. That's what I'm looking yep. for. And I'm looking for this, the signals. And there's a lot of them. Maybe that's for another time. But there's, you know, there's, there's a lot of signals to look for. Yep. Now, before we end this segment here, uh, Leif, you, you, had, you had an announcement that that you, you wanted oh, uh, yeah. to, to make uh i was saving this for you we were talking so i owe you for coming on the platform this is great so you know rusha stopped by so i i was gonna tell my members and anybody else that wants to join if you're a member of, of champion team trading which is a great community to to talk with other traders there's no opinions it's all 
and we have a moderator. It's very serious stuff. You put your, you can, you can add stuff to ideas and all that and work with great traders that are putting up setups. And then we're working on them for long in advance. It's there, there's no audibles here. Uh, even though I will say what I'm doing in real time, uh, we're working on this stuff forever, but I'm going to give away a lifetime membership to anyone that is my member uh, throughout 2021 that joins the U.S. Investing Champion that places in the top 10. So as long as I do this or champion team trading is around, uh, because the whole idea was to surround myself with, with, with great traders and anyone that makes the top 10 and is my member can stay on forever. So that's just... A little promo for Arusha here. You know. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> so the market isn't an uptrend, uh, but remember uh, growth stocks, man, manage your risk. Uh, the, even though the larger markets are acting better, it's gotten a little bit choppier. So so make sure you know where you're going to get out if you know, things start to, to take a little bit more of a pullback and a little bit more of a break. And speaking of break, let's take a quick break here. But when we return, uh, we are going to talk about some of the other trading lessons that Leif uh, talked about, including the importance of being a risk-first trader. We'll be back. Stock market have you nervous? With the hope for a COVID vaccine and a shifting political landscape, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen. But with Vantage Point, you don't have to. Visit www.freestockcoaching.com and find out how Vantage Point's AI technology can forecast stock market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. Stop guessing. Check out www.freestockcoaching.com and experience Vantage Point for free. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Leif Sereda is our guest on Investing with IBD, sponsored by Vantage Point. Okay, Leif, uh, let's get into this concept of being a risk-first trader. And I'll set it up this way. A lot of times, you know, when you're a new trader, you're always thinking about how much money you can make. Right. If you've survived the markets long enough, you're thinking more like a risk-first trader. So talk about that concept. Yeah. So, I mean, when I go into a stock, I want to see what risk I have to take. You know, that's why I don't buy something up, you know, 20% on the day with a stop at the low of that day. I mean, I'm going to get wiped out if it turns around on me. Um, we'll have a bad day anyway, but, you know, we're, we're worried about the risk and, and I'm taking, I can take a lot bigger position sizes if I have smaller risk. Okay. So one of, one of my big aha moments was, um, was talking to Dan Zanger one time and uh, asked him about a trade. Uh, maybe it was a $60 stock or something like that. And he said, um, I you know, do a dollar stop. I'm like a dollar stop. So you know, basically, that is pretty uh, tight. Yeah. 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 So this is something that uh, I don't know everything. He trades a lot of chart patterns. He's awesome. But, you know, it's just kind of the art behind it is, you, you know, you can just feel like what's a successful trade, you know, and if not, it's, it's something you, you can take a, a, a smaller stop and try again, even, you know. So, yeah, take, taking the smallest risk with, with a good size and then maybe even trying again is something that, that we want to do. OK, so. Uh, that's that's what I do. So take small risk, and, and I'm I'm looking for large risk multiples. Okay, so I'm looking yeah. to take, uh, you know, and you can go broke taking a profit if you take your profits too quick. You're 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 not going to get anywhere because, you know, if you're like 50 50 and you're taking one risk multiple and you take it off and losing one, you're you're you're, you're treading water, and then eventually you're going to get caught in something bad, and then you're going to be a losing trader. So you want to have these things get out, and you want to sell 
into high, well, large risk multiples, you know, that's what you want to do. So. No, that, and that is really important. I, I think a lot of, and that really goes against human nature too, uh, for, for during the kind of the steps of becoming a, a better and better trader, you first learn about managing your stop losses, but then really the next step is letting those winners run to enable right. those larger yeah. risk multiples. That's right. So let's talk about another concept that, that you, you spoke about in the, the first segment too, uh, progressive exposure. Walk people uh, through that concept and, and how you let uh, the market slowly pull you in. Yeah, one of the biggest questions I get is position sizing because people think there's some kind of secret to it. Um, they want to know maybe what my position sizing is. And, yeah. You know, for, for all my money when I trade it all or when I do a contest, you know, contest is obviously, you know, these guys are very highly levered with smaller, more concentrated positions. Um, and, and they're all doing 3% stops is from what I've heard in the top three. Okay. Um, which is and, and you're talking about the U.S. investing champion. Yeah, the U.S. Yep. the current the, the current leaders uh, okay. this year. The, the secret for you, for the individuals to have the right position size for them. Yeah. If someone does a huge position, maybe you can't do that because you're not you're you're, you're not going to be sleeping at night. You're going to be staying up all night wondering about your your stocks, and you're going to come in the morning and make a, a bad decision. You know, you have to and you have to bet your gains. Like once you have gains, you can bet bigger. Okay, so, so if I have a great month, uh, I'm more free with it as long as things still appear to be, you know, shaping up for, you know, breakout success. The breakouts are holding and, and going higher. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the position sizing, that's what people have to discover on their own. But progressive exposure is part of that, too. It's like your position sizing, if you're coming from cash, you do some testers, okay? With testers, whatever that is for you, it's, it might not be the same for me and... That's interesting. If I give you my what I do every time, and I don't do the same thing every time, it's all condition based. It's all profit and loss based. How did I do last time? How much gains do I? How many gains do I have? And you know how how am I feeling about the market? There is an art to it, right? So you know I'm a discretionary trader, so my discretion, whatever I want to you know basically do, and I'm, I'm using my experience in the read of the market and everything I see to to determine how to get in and what what position size I might start at, but I might start with some pilot buys is what they're called, half sizes, things like that, to get a feel for it. And I might spread some around, knowing that maybe I have to add to them later or cut them or something, but I, I wanna feel it too, right? So putting feelers out there, as they say, that's what you're doing. You're feeling, you're getting the feedback from the market, okay? So you're seeing how they're acting because now you're tracking it seriously. Like I. I, I, you know, I'm not like a watch list guy so much. I'd rather almost buy the stock and then just cut it if it's wrong, you know, so something like that. So, but I mean, I have thousands of alerts probably at this point. I mean, all the time, the alerts are telling me what, what's going on in the market. So if I, I'll go through every stock and set them where I need them to be. So I don't have to watch that stock. And that's probably good advice for people like to that. not be glued to their screen. Mm -hmm. Let the alert bring you into the, you know, to the, to the program and say, okay, check out this stock. It just crossed a hundred. And you know, that's where, if that's where you want to look at it, for instance, or, or lower, a lot of people don't set alerts lower. Sometimes if there's a breakout happening and I'm not really feeling it, it's too short, too choppy. Um, and I use, I use ATR a lot, which is average true range. And, and I'm actually measuring the height of the bars and the distance in between them. So, I'm getting okay. them to calm down, which is, you know, a tool that maybe we could talk about. <laughs> so I know, I know there's a way to measure it, but that's the, the dollar amount on MarketSmith. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, so w when that comes in, I I'm looking for it to come in more. So then I'll set alert lower. And then that way, you know, it's, I'm not ready to buy that breakout. It'll come in and touch it. And then I can set an alert higher. So you're looking for the, the, the stock to pull back, the volatility yeah. to reduce. That's right. And to calm down and the average true range to, to start right. Uh, yeah. reducing. Right. And, right, right. and now no. And, and what, what's, what's important about that? What, what, what's going on during that time? Well, you, you want volatility, you want price acceptance. Mm -hmm. So this, this is the key to buying a good breakout. You, you want people to stop uh, basically arguing over where the price is. Okay. If I yep. say, you know, it's at 110, it's at hundred. And then it's at 120, it's back at 90. This is a mess. And that's an argument. It's like two people fighting or something, right? Yeah. You know, you know, you, you want them to make peace. You want to come in there when they're shaking hands, maybe. And I'm just making this up as I go. It's just like <laughs> something, good. something good that we could use. <laughs> <laughs> you come in after an argument, and then they're shaking hands, they're making up, and yeah. then you break out, and everybody's happy. The volatility's out of the room. There's peace, and you know, <laughs> that's that's something to think about, right? Like just I like that a lot. That. Yeah, um, it, yeah, because and that that I haven't heard anyone else put it like that, but kind of that argument because that's what it is. It's a disagreement. Right. You are looking for that price agreement. You're looking for every, the the volatility to reduce, and a lot of times you're also looking for a lot of these swing traders or just a lot of retail traders stop yeah. watching that stock. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. and now once everyone's not watching it, that gives those larger institutions, those elephants, right. uh, the opportunity to slowly keep buying those shares and, and not a key, leave. The point is like, I want swing traders and everyone to throw the towel in yeah, and it not be at a breakout point and they're all cleared. And then when it rises back up, that's not a breakout buyer or someone coming in to raise that. I mean, that's institutional money usually. And they, you know, they, they've accepted it and they, they bought it all up. So I'll look to get back in after they, the deck is cleared a lot of times too. And, but it has to calm down and set up. So uh, let, let, so life, let's go over an example of this clearing the deck real, really kind of just a, a shakeout. And, and when we were, when we were talking last week about this, we, we, we were looking at Corsair. Right. Uh, and and I still I have a, a, a still a little bit of this and and I survived that clearing the deck thing. But let me I'm gonna share the the Mark Smith chart here. Um, yeah. And so give me let me okay. So this was kind of it was on November 10th, right? November 10th, this kind of massive shakeout, which I think it was on right. earnings report. Yeah. That's your example of a clearing the deck or an example. Yeah, and then, so I got involved right after that, and then because I could see that everybody was washed out. There's to me, there's only strong holders left in the name. That's the argument, right? And, and yeah. they're arguing over the price. Someone bought it up, and you know that's that's not a breakout trader. That's I don't know if it hit a moving average. Some you know, it's a different systems might have, but right. That, that was in, I mean, looking back, that had to have been institutional money because look look where it went. They're ready to you know jack that up seventy six percent. My high sale was uh, fifty. And then that was about, I still had about a third of it or, or a little bit more than that. And then as it was rolling, I got out. So, yep. Yep. So this, um, was, this was a good trade. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 but that is such an important concept that really took me years to learn that the, those kind of shakeouts in the market that are yeah. going to happen, you, you can't avoid them. So you have to learn to kind of accept them and, and go with them. And if you get right. shaken out, you have to be willing to get back into them too. 
Yeah. Um, and this was a high tight flag IPO, yeah. and, and I love trading IPOs. And and you had uh, the author of the life life cycle trade. That's right. Yeah, we both there. had Eve and Kathy on. Yep. Right, right. So yeah, they're great, and and that book is awesome, and I love the stats they have and. IPOs, they, you know, there, there's a lot of potential on them quickly, and but you know, they they pump them and dump them too. So yeah, that's true. Too. I'm quick to book them, and uh, it's like Neo this year. I traded that a few times, and, and they haven't really dumped it yet. But you know, yeah. this this happens. So yeah, and so, sometimes they go up a, a lot further than you can imagine. But yeah, I I think really getting those concepts down of you're going to get shaken out, accept it. You're going to get stopped out, accept that. You're going to make mistakes, accept it. Um, and then learn to get around those on that way, you'll be much more fluid. Um, Leif, talk about the losing streaks. It doesn't matter how good a trader you, you are. Yeah. You're going to go into losing streaks. How, how, how do you handle that? Well, chop is the worst thing a breakout trader could have. I'd rather be fully rolled out of the market and go to February crash. That was easy to sidestep. Yeah, that's true. Okay. That's For me, yeah. that was easy to sidestep because I mean, that's an easy read. There's no more right. breakouts. The bases are failing and I'm counting, you know, losers and losers. And, you know, you don't want to buy a virus stock or, I mean, you can, but you don't want to buy the one breakout. Probably it's just time to, that's your vacation time. You know, it's, um, so that, yeah, that's, that's the key there. So, so, so the, the losing streaks, you start noticing that that's going to give you some feedback to start right, moving right, the right. sidelines. And then that other important concept sitting on your hands, which is so hard for a lot of yeah. people to do. Right. Right. So, so the art to it is actually reading your, your profit and loss. And you see, you kind of know what you're worth after a while. I know what I can do in a good month in, in a sideways month. And, you know, in this situation, you start to figure it out. Um, but if you're getting this feedback and you keep trying it and, and you're having losses or just churning, it's, it's maybe time to, you know, kind of take your position sizing down a little bit, be more cash. And uh, as things work, you know, progressively get more exposure and roll up your risk and move your stops up, take some profits. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's what, we, that's, that's what, what I do all day, basically. <laughs> No, no, and and that's that that's for especially for swing traders that that that's really the way to kind of be centered in the market and and be fluid so you can kind of go with the flow, mm -hmm. both ways, right? And and so you're really truly li li listening to the market, and I think that's oh, yeah. one thing that we can't emphasize enough here. Uh, so uh, thinking risk first is definitely one of the keys that you want to get down if your goals are to become a successful investor and, and maybe even a champion investor. Uh, coming up next, uh, Leif and I are gonna talk about a few ideas. Stay tuned. Tired of reading about other people getting rich in the stock market? Today is your day. Vantage Point's artificial intelligence has predicted countless market reversals, helping traders weather any storm up to three days in advance. Visit www.freestockcoaching.com and find out how their AI automatically recognizes global market patterns well ahead of the news to help you pick the best trade. Go to www.freestockcoaching.com to join a free live training session today. Don't delay, save your seat now. We are back with Leif Serrata on investing with IBD, sponsored by Vantage Point. Okay, Leif, let's go into a few ideas here. And the first one we're going to talk about is NEO and a Chinese electric vehicle company. And um, talk talk about this stock and, and what you liked about it um, and, and uh, what, if you were in it or whatever. You know, talk about whatever you want. Well, I'm not in it anymore, but it had, it had a couple of good setups, you know, this year I, I, I traded it uh, at least twice. I have two buy points, a little bit of a mess with a lot of sales on it and stuff. 
Um, I guess you could pull up uh, 824, I think was a buy point. And um, oh, okay, nice. Over 1029, there. Okay. yeah. Very nice. Yeah. So yeah, that's that big IPO base, and it came out, and you know, it's yep. this uh, electric car technology, and you know, so we're just playing the pattern, and we're you know, we're 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 doing this over and over again, and you never know it's going to go this far, but when when you trade it out of there, uh, uh, sell into strength, and and I mean, and you see how this, you know, kind of does that sideways drift down mm -hmm. to, and to the right. I mean, that's yeah. just that real price acceptance over and over again as it goes up the uh, the scale there. It just it just made me like this more and more every time it's set up. I mean, if if every stock did this, I mean, uh, you know, that would be it. I mean, everybody would be, be <laughs> making tons of money. This is yeah. that would be great. We have to you know request this or something. But <laughs> you know, th th this was awesome, and we do this over and over again. Um, I think it set a high tight flag at some point, but yeah, I mean, it's just just that power, um, and, and it's setting up again. Maybe it needs a bigger base up here though. But right. yeah, I'm not buying it up here, but. You know, just just and people might say, oh, you didn't you, you could have held longer. And, and yeah, I could have. But uh, sometimes it's, you know, it's, I sell into strength when I can. And then I, I you know, use that to pay for other risk and then try to get other names to do the same. Um, so, yeah, that's that that's what I do. And I'll, and I'll trade this as much as I can, but I'm going to probably get on and off of it quite a bit. No, and 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 you just nailed like a number of really important concepts there. Being willing, first selling the strength, right? Taking the profits, being happy with that. You know, right. a lot of people they'll dwell. Oh, I could have made so much money. You know, that's hindsight, um, and that's not reality. You you when you have the opportunity to lock in a really good gains, you should start right. locking in. You don't have to be all. Are now? Let me ask you this: Are 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 you? Um, so when you sell, are you just slowly scaling out or are you just like you're, you're taking all selling all of it at that point? No, I'm looking for multiples of my risk. Say I bet a dollar. I want to I wouldn't consider selling it uh, anything before it gets out, you know, twice my risk or five times my risk. OK, um, you know, even high tight flags, it's going to be, you know, 20 percent or more typically. But I have to read everything, too. And there's there, there's you know, I'm not a robot. Right. I mean, that's mm -hmm. the thing. You know, when, when you get ambushed with, you know, funny looking bars on the chart and big down days and, you know, you have to read, you have to read what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and, and things roll over like the CRSR, you know, I wish I sold the whole boat at 50 and then, you know, right. just kind of rolled over. It's going to need to reset, but I would attack that one again if it did. So that that's important um, to not have an opinion on the stock and just let it present itself to you and, and, and have that mindset. No, it's perfect. Perfect. Let's go to the second stock. And this is Unity Software. I have some shares of it still uh, in this stock. But um, what, yeah, what, what, what did you like about this? And, and where were you? Uh, where was it coming up on your radar? Um, yeah, I mean, coming out of that base, um, it, it got a little bit wedged up. But it, yeah, where did I buy this? I bought this on November 20th. I don't know if you can do the crosshair. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, so yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. was, uh, that was an interesting, interesting buy, but man, did it ever work right when, when uh, uh, you got in it? So I sold half, um, basically at, uh, yesterday. Okay. Which was the, the December 1st. And then I, yep. sold, uh, well, I took it down to half then and I sold some on 1127. So okay. I have half a position left. Um, and, and we bet, I think I bet under $3 was my stop. And that way I could take a really large position on this. And um, so where did it go from 122 
up to to 155 or so that's where we're selling so in, in like what a, a week and a half yeah and then uh, that's that's compounding your gains quickly right yep so when you take off half your money at, at many many multiples of your risk um then i can finance some other trades and you can have a huge position with a with a three dollar stop and uh that's you know getting it right i mean that's hard to do and there was a lot of reasons why that was a tough buy and and, and you, you're not going to make I always say you're not going to make 70% probably if it's an easy buy. Yes. That's, that's my, my thing. I always say, I want to, I want a lot of people to argue with me. And sometimes that's even my signal, <laughs> you know, cause it's, that's that argument. No one's really sure. Oh, and then they have to, and then people have to chase it up and that's mostly funds because they're, they're not finished buying it as an IPO. So you know, we're just, we're trying to catch them and in, in the need and the thirst for the demand for the shares and, and, and buy lower than them, you know? So yep. even though that was an extended position, but it, it was just, you know, it just came out there. And um, it, on this, this chart, maybe a 60 minute chart at that time frame would make more sense. I mean, you, you can't really see it here. I, I don't know. Now we're way beyond it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, well, 11 to 11 20, right. right? So, right, yeah, I mean, you can clearly see it. So, you yeah. can see this little cup and this handle, and yeah. it came out. Yeah. I mean, it, that's how you can get that stop. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're dialing in at the buy point, you know, we're, we're looking at the big picture, like you have the weeklies and the dailies, but uh, but I will come in and, and definitely dial it in, and then I'll read the volume at the breakout and, and going into that. And, uh, you know, we've we, I can only guess too, right? I mean, I, you could easily be wrong, but we're using yeah. all the edges and I have, you know, many, many people telling me now, you know, a lot, a lot of the edges. So it's, it's a great thing to have behind you to have these, you know, my, my teammates on this site. So no, that that's excellent. Uh, let's go to the third stock and this is uh, Snapchat and I, I have shares of uh, this too. And right. uh, where, where did this one come up on, on your radar? So maybe you want to go to this. Well, this is a high tight flag. And mostly what I'm showing you are all high tight flags. Yep. Okay. So, and, and people are probably like, oh, this guy's completely nuts. All he trades is like the sticks of dynamite more or less. But to me, I'm using the same risk as you would do. And we say no blue chips allowed on our, on championship <laughs> trading. Cause we want to be, you know, used to playing with a, a dynamite, right? This is, this is the thing. So, you know, this is a high tight flag, but it's a common name. So maybe people don't think of it like that. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 it's set up. And um, I mean, it was just, you probably have to dial in, uh, dial in on the 60 minute again. Okay. Yep. But, uh, you know, I'm playing this there, you know, there's a slight downtrend there from uh, that high. This, uh, if you go to the right there a little bit, the Over next here. high. Yeah. So from here, there's a diagonal, yep. right? And, yep. and, and then there's some volume started coming in there. And then yep. it broke a downtrend and then it broke a pivot. So I'm using everything that I know everyone's looking at and, and I'm using the confluence of different systems too. Yep. And they're only edges though. So diagonals, uh, you know, and high tight flags, they're, they're valid entries for my system. Um, and, and someone said, why didn't you buy the diagonal? I actually bought it you know, slightly higher because um, I looked for the confirmation uh, of slipping the previous high in the pivot. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just had a, a good feeling this was going to come out. The, the risk reward was good. And it's a high tight flag and, and, and it's a quality uh, type of setup, quality name. So we, we want to be in that. Yeah, no. And, and going back to you talking about uh, trading dynamite, high tight yeah. flags, there is something, I mean, there, there's a lot to really focusing on one pattern 
because you're going to develop an unbelievable expertise on that one pattern and you'll probably end up trading better. It's kind of like figuring out just what system you want to focus on and just focus everything on that. Stop. Don't jump to options. Don't jump to value. Don't jump to breakout trading. Pick one, focus on and spend many years so you get a real expertise on it. Don't be a system jumper. This is what I say. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's that's a that's a big key, and you know I'm I'm risking the same amount of money here that you'd risk on Walmart. You know there there's maybe a little more gap risk and stuff like that, but if it goes to my stop, the percentages can be the same, if not smaller. I mean you, you know when it gets out, this can really get moving. I mean maybe I even have a hard time reading a stock like Walmart if it gets out slow and all that. Yeah, you know, when you get used to playing with this stuff you know what you're looking for right so so i stay with this this is one of my favorite patterns and we have other patterns from this um that are on the platform we, we have something called a rocket base which is comes from a failed high tight flag and that works pretty well too because we don't want to turn our back on on a, this kind of power so yep i do have some other rules for for ways this can set up again you know if it fails and, and over time start setting up again Perfect. And, and if you want to, because we've gone through a lot of charts here, uh, when, when, if you're listening to this in your car, uh, when you're at home, go to investors.com slash podcast, and then you can take a look at uh, a number of these charts and, and what Life is talking about. Let's go to a couple more stocks, Leif. Uh, uh, we have SRRKs, the ticker symbol Scholar Rock Holding. You want to right. talk about a high tight flag? Here you go. Yeah, so so this was uh, something I bought. Uh, when did I buy this? The other day, coming just as the high, and it was a little wedged up. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, just a fifty-two week high. Just if you draw a line across That's the top. Yep. Uh, and, and then usually, I, you know, my members will say, "Well, isn't that wedged up?" Because they know I say this, and I say yes. But this shakeout caught everyone off guard, and there's someone. Shakeout down on 30 something. Yeah. 30, right. There, yep. There's some kind of price acceptance here with this level. And I, I don't know what it is. I'm assuming there's institutions buying there. I, you know, I don't, I don't know that too many breakout traders will buy this. I mean, there's some inside days and then they buy this slip up and, and the undercut and rip and every, everything everyone's playing. Mm -hmm. but this it, a valid buy in a high tight flag is also just a new high with a stop. And the stop doesn't have to be huge, but you, know, you need a little bit of room because the pivot is kind of lacking there because it just went straight up, so. Perfect. Okay. So that's Scholar Rock Holding. And one more. And this is the ticker symbol is R E Z I. And how do you pronounce it? Residio, I guess. I mean, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go the Residio. I like that. Yeah. So, I mean, this comes from if you do the weekly, there's going to be some overhead supply back there, but it's not on this chart. So that means it's over a year, I suppose. Yeah. But this made the turn for some kind of residential environmental systems and air purification after COVID and stuff. And I just put two of these commercial systems in my house i don't know if it was this brand but oh, they, i had to wait for like a month to get it or something like that um, one for each uh, air handler so there, there's a story there people are switching to this kind of stuff especially maybe for schools and things yep so you know look, i mean there's a huge washout and there's you know it's an ipo kind of turn there and you could <laughs> you could have the uh the authors come on talk, tell me about which one this is we always argue about which one's which i'll let them figure it out uh but yeah, this is this is coming back and it set the high tight flag and it does have the strike of the overhead supply against it. But you're looking at an inverse cup and handle, right? Uh, yeah. Or he, I mean, head and, inverse well, in, head inverse and shoulders. Head and shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Inverse head and shoulders with a 
you know, that little shoulder there, the shake out of the high tight flag right off of that. So, yeah, you know, you're, you're looking good. So you got a, the biggest uh, volume day there, volume week there. Um, so yeah, they're, they're arguing over the price, but if this gets out, you know, it would be good risk reward trade. It's something like I, I recently bought a, a land's end and, and that's going into earnings and, I, and I'm up on that a little bit. Um, yeah, this, it, but yeah, so it's the same type of thing. You have to know what you're playing. It's, it, it's a little bit of a shake out of everyone and then it's a high tight flag, but there, there's some supply back there. Um, yep. and, and, you know, we looked into a lot of things about the company and stuff and so far, so good. If you look at the daily, you could probably see the, the, the flag develop there a little bit. Yeah, no, this was, and, right. and you posted this on Twitter, yeah. right? And, I basically uh, posted that live just to embarrass myself if I was wrong, right? I mean, <laughs> go, oh, hey, look, I bought Land's End, and then, you know, instant stop probably. This, it happened to go up uh, 10% in a, in a few minutes, and uh, I sold uh, 25% and it moved the stop. I'm not saying where, because you guys are going to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But, but I moved the stop a little closer. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, and you guys can't see at the gym. Arusha said a lot of people are at the gym when you're listening to this. So, when they used to have treadmills up, yeah, exactly. When they used to have gyms open, not anymore. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, when you're on your treadmill, raise up. Let's go. Come on, you know, another mile or something. <laughs> that's funny. Um, okay, so uh, so don't, don't, those are a few ideas that that are worth considering. Uh, for today, for today and, and this week, adding to your watch list. Hey, thanks, Leigh, for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me. Anytime, Rouge. It was an honor. It was a lot of fun. And thanks for coming on the platform and checking that out, too. Appreciate it. Definitely. Thank you. Uh, so next week, we are going to have Ross Haver on the show. Ross is a former portfolio manager of William O'Neill and also one of the co-founders of TraderLine. So that's it for this week on Investing with IBD. I'm Arush Chapiris, and thanks for listening. And for this week's Nilton Charts, make sure to go to Investors.com slash podcast, where you'll find details for each episode in the podcast episode section. And make sure to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast if you haven't already. We'd really appreciate it. You can also send us your questions and comments to investingpodcast at Investors.com. We would love to hear from you and may use your comments on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for watching Investors Business Daily on YouTube. If you want to watch more videos, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a thing.